As the world of work evolves, organisations look to certain traits and values to instil in their workforces. Take, for example, empowerment. So what does it mean to have an empowered workforce and how do you empower your people? This was one of the topics up for discussion at the HR Leaders Forum 2020. The feedback's just been amazing. You know, our team members are now very appreciative and feel valued and our line leaders love the idea that they can do this stuff. That's Anne-Marie Baldwin, General Manager of Talent, Remuneration, Culture and Capability at Australia Post. The organisation is in a more competitive environment than ever. So why do they believe empowering their people is critical for the next phase of success? To start with, we asked Anne-Marie what empowerment means at Australia Post. Australia Post empowerment for us is one of those key components that we feel that we need to unlock in order to deliver our strategy and deliver on our transformation. For me personally, empowerment is about, at a very frontline level, it's about giving permission or or creating a culture, an environment in which a postie Mm. might be delivering mail to a customer and something happens and they feel like they can make an in-the-moment decision without having to ask someone else for permission that is, you know, in the best interests of the customer in Australia Post. So that, and it's very hard, I think that's what it means for us at Post. And how long have you focused on empowerment? How long has this been on your minds that this is a great thing to equip your people with? For us at Post, it's really quite an aspirant part of our sort of culture, and so we would say we don't have yet uh, a fully empowered workforce and a fully empowered uh, culture. When we refreshed our values back in December 2018, we were very clear with our workforce that empowerment was one of our key values. Yeah. So we've been working on it for sort of a year or so, I would say. Any feedback that you've had so far from your people, the more you speak about empowering them, and um, how, how do they feel? That it's hard. Like, you know, it's one thing to say let's have an empowered organisation, but actually getting an empowered organisation is not easy. And we have a lot of people in our organisation that have worked for us for a long period of time, which is great. What comes with that is sometimes when we're trying to do things differently, it requires effort, it requires time, it requires patience, and it requires on behalf of, I think, the organisation a willingness to demonstrate that we really mean it. So we really mean it that we want an empowered workforce and we're going to show you that and we're going to tell you over and over again and we're going to show you over and over again that we really mean it. Why is it so important to Ozpost to have an empowered workforce? Why have you embarked on this path? Because I think the industry in which we operate at Australia Post, we've really moved from a letters-based business in which we were the only... There's only us. Uh, And now we're evolving into a parcel services business in which we're very, very impacted by our competitors. And so what we did yesterday doesn't necessarily sit with what it is that we need to do tomorrow. We need our workforce to be able to respond more quickly to changes in the environment and changes in customer expectations. What's the role that HR is actively playing with all levels of of management um, when you're talking about this program and and I guess the information that you're giving back and leading this conversation? I think our role is to be the architects but absolutely not the doers of this and so it's about creating some structure and some ways in which we can both build capability in our leaders to be able to empower others in their teams but also 
you know, the, the tools or the, the frameworks that actually help our employees to be empowered. And then importantly for us, it's about telling the stories across the enterprise about what's happened and consistently telling stories about where it's worked and where it's worked well. I'm interested in well the relationship between, we're talking about developing people to acquire the, these skills, um, they're looking at empowerment to make decisions um, that otherwise perhaps they wouldn't have done. Having the right people in the right roles um, to able to do that, is that a focus for you and something Absolutely. that you, yeah, yeah. I'd love so you to talk us through that. Yeah, so we're really focused on that at the moment and uh, piloting a new approach to how we look at developing our leaders um, and how we skill them up to be able to be more empowered and to empower others to be more empowered. That sounds a bit kind of wishy-washy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's critical because it's one thing to say, let's have an empowered workforce. It's quite another to actually ensure that our leaders are able to do that. And the guidance that you give to your leaders... Um, as long as you've been on this process, is, is that constantly evolving as well? You're finding, I guess, as, as a HR department and business leaders, better and, and, and more efficient ways to actually guide your leaders to then pass this down to their teams? Yeah, and it's about, coming back to this, it's about being consistent. So if you take, for example, we've just redesigned our recognition program and part of the recognition program we call it thank you very simple it's about kind of a one-on-one -on -one. let's encourage people to actually look people in the eye and say you know thanks John that was a great job when you delivered that parcel to that customer and so what we're looking for is in that particular program about how how do we build empowerment to that so we say to our leaders it's up to you how you want to say thank you and how you want to recognise people. We're not going to tell you how much money you should spend. We're not going to tell you what you should spend it on. We trust you and we empower you to go make that happen. And so we found in the early days we get the question, well, are you going to check up on me? And are you going to check how much money I've spent? Well, no, no, we're not. And so it's that consistent reinforcement and inclusion of the concept of empowerment and the behaviours that go with it in all the things that we do across the It's really the interesting, it's almost a trust piece coming back both ways, isn't Correct. it? Correct. Stay across the latest ideas and conversations about recruitment, HR and the world of work. Subscribe or follow Seek Talent Talks today. And I imagine as well a heap of really positive anecdotal feedback coming back from leaders now that they've given this level of empowerment, also the feedback and the relationships they're having with their own people would be markedly different than a... Yeah, they love it. I've yeah. been looking at our um, internal Yammer feed and we're in uh, Thank You Week, which is one of our kind of key ways that we're asking people to empower others. And the feedback's just been amazing. You know, our team members are now very appreciative and feel valued and our line leaders love the idea that they can do this stuff. You know, we've given some kind of guardrails and then, you know, kind of go do it. Go make it yeah. happen. And then obviously, in any business, the retention of your top talent is, is really critical as well. This obviously will play into improving retention across any organisation. Are you seeing anything there that's, you know, encouraging you in that stakes as well? Yeah, look, we are seeing that. Uh, and I think across, you know, Australia Post is a very large organisation. It's quite diverse. So we have different pockets of higher and lower levels of retention across the organisation. But what we do know is that our employees tell us that they want to be able to make decisions which are of benefit to their customers. And so we know that that's a really key thing. Our team members don't really want to work in organisations where they're told what to do. They want to have an ability to influence and have some control over the way in which we work. So you're saying you've been on this journey probably for around about 12 months maybe? What's, what's the next 12 months? What are you looking to grow, what are you going to be looking at in terms of this program? 
For us, in terms of empowerment, it's about coming back to its consistency. So it's consistently embedding that concept into the systems and processes, into our operating model, into our training programs, into the way that we manage performance, the way that we look at recognition. And so it's day in, day out, consistency of actions and consistency of behaviours and at the same time continuing to tell the stories about how it's working across the organisation. And there'll be a lot of people listening to that that perhaps are on the start of a journey, particularly in HR, where they're looking to you know, empower their people and, and, and work with the other business leaders. Is that the biggest piece of advice that you could have, to be really consistent in your approach? To be really consistent and not to, to know that when you're looking at culture and you're being so bold as to think that you may be able to change a culture, that it happens through an iterative process and it can be slow, but it needs to be deliberate. So that's what empowerment looks like at Australia Post. What about when you've also got a large distributed workforce and many in their first ever job? That's the environment KFC operates in. You know, we keep talking about empowering and what do we do to empower, but it's it's really, it goes beyond that. It's really allowing people really to be their best self. Karen Ansir is the Chief People Officer at KFC. She's passionate about empowering the people who work there. And just one way this happens is through the employee program, Heart Styles. To start with, we asked Karen how she defines empowerment. Well, for me, it's really, it's really finding what makes you unique. Yeah for them to you to fulfill your own potential. Actually, our KFC social purpose is around empowering people to find their own secret recipe. We might find yeah. this secret 11 herbs and spice yeah. the same way that we do with our chicken to our people, which is, it's is amazing. It's really, what makes you unique? What are your strengths? And therefore, how can you take your own, sorry, your uniqueness to the next level in whatever shape or form is that for you to feel comfortable what you do, actually for you to be happy? Talk me a little bit through the journey when you're focusing on empowerment. How long has that been? How long have you been on the journey? And mm. what's some of the work and strategies that sit behind mm-hmm. building up a program to empower so many people? I mean, you're yeah. such a large organisation. Yeah, we, we actually um, we employ more than 37,000 yeah. people in Australia. Wow. And, and we do have a, a unique opportunity, but a big responsibility. Because if you think about it, KFC is one of the first uh, jobs mm. for a lot of Aussies. Yep. So going back to your question, yeah. one of the programs that I love, it's called Heart Styles. And why I love it so much? I love it because it's really talking about you as a human being, mm-hmm. not you as a chief supervisor, not yeah. you as a restaurant manager, not you as a, um, you know, developing senior marketing, whatever. It's really about you as a person. Mm. And... And we really spend and invest a lot of time in helping people to really discover why they do the things they do and then develop and really help them with tools and processes, help them to develop that capacity Mm. to really stop, to think about that strategy that is going to change your behavior for you to be be effective or what we call it at KSC, be above the line. Above the line. That's correct. So that is a program that we believe it has really been very effective for us to allow people to empower themselves, but also, and most importantly, their team. When you have people the same as you, you're only replicating your own limitations. Mm -hmm. So with these kind of programs, we believe that it's another way of bringing diversity and inclusion to another level and really allowing people to 
just to allow others to just yeah. speak up, to give feedback, to feel comfortable, because that is for me true empowerment. And that's just going to make a workplace a better place to work, but for them, a better place for them to enjoy and just to have fun. Retention is also really important. Obviously, you're, you're, you're getting yeah. really good young talent into your organisation. Yes. Yes. Um, you're empowering them now, yes. you're developing them. Yes. Retention is important, though. It is. Um, what strategies do you currently have in place to, to retain your best people? Yes. Well, it's always going to be a tricky right? Yeah. especially in an industry like ours, when, yeah, rotation and, and turnover, it's, it's, um, it's there. It's mm. there and it's a reality that we face. I think one of our main objectives is making sure that our culture is so strong that it becomes, and I think it is, our competitive advantage. Yeah. So we want to provide them a safe environment, a happier environment, where they actually, hopefully, they don't want to leave. We need to make sure that our competitive advantages, it really sits within the culture, it resits with the people that you work with, that we have a, like a huge sense of community. Yeah. Which I think that's that's really what what makes it really strong. It's like yeah. every time that you go to a restaurant and you ask the staff or the team members, and if you ask them what do you work at KFC, they would say people. Yeah. People, people, people is the first answer that you'll get, and that's true, and that's our best best advantage. And we need to really double down on that. Yeah. And what does that mean? And what what really can help us to keep the best out of the best? And I think. I think we're there. Obviously, there's always miles to continue, you know, running on, on the on the way and on the journey. Yep. But I feel very comfortable saying that KFC culture is very unique yeah. and it's what makes us very special. You mentioned safety there as well. And you, you've been pretty public in your stance against abusive customers and really supporting your people there yeah. um, as well. Why did you do that? And, and also, how do your staff feel about that? They must feel, in my opinion, you would feel really supported. Yeah, well... That's the reality we face in Australia, yeah. right? 25% of, of young people suffer any kind of um, issues, right? Yeah. And having a lot of violence coming from a customer doesn't, doesn't help, yeah. right? So we need to be aware of what are, the, what are the initiatives and what are the programs that we have in place to really help our people to build that resilience that will yeah. help them deal with either that kind of issue but also to deal with mental health issues as well yeah so we again we're miles away of tackling the overall issue that this is yeah. but i think we have started the journey and saying actually the most important thing is protect our people and making sure that they feel safe physically but psychologically yeah and i feel pretty good that um you know the steps on the journey that we have started are the good ones and again it's about having the right leaders in place and the right culture the mindset about you know what this is a priority mm. and we want to make sure that all of our 37,000 people return home safely yeah. but happier too you focus on developing people's skills and then developing them in the right areas where their passions are as they progress through yes. the organization as yes. well i've no doubt that you do that because mm. of the size of your organization mm. but but what are some of the strategies you have yes. in place i guess to to let people be free enough to express their passions yes. and move into those areas yes well it's interesting you ask that question because we have been very intentional about building a program around that. Okay. And it's called My Plan. So My Plan, the, the tagline that we have is dream it, plan it, do it. Yeah. And, and we, we really ask our people to have those conversations with their staff about what do they want to do. And the answers you get is like, I want to become a teacher. 
I want to become a pilot. I want to, you know, I want to run my own business. I want to have my own company. So those are the answers that we're getting. Yeah. And that's 100% fine yeah. because we want them to have the life skills in KFC that is going to get them to achieve their dreams. As they move and as they grow within, you know, within KFC, sometimes the dream changes. I was actually, I said I want to be a pilot, but I actually want to be an RGM or a restaurant manager. And yeah. that's absolutely fine. But it's so crucial and honestly so, so powerful to have those conversations with a 15-year-old lady or gentleman mm. who would say, it's the first time that someone has asked me, what do I want to do with my life? Let me put a commercial lens over it just mm -hmm. fairly briefly. And obviously, we're empowering the right people. You're retaining mm -hmm. the right people. You're doing some great programs there. Mm -hmm. What are you noticing about your productivity? Mm -hmm. um, what mm -hmm. are your customers telling you? How's that outplaying your competitors? What are you noticing there? Yeah. Well, again, I'm going to go back to my first about uh, happy people equals happy customers. Yeah. Right? No doubt. If you have a, if you have a good experience, you're definitely going to come back to KFC. You will remember that. And that's what we're really after. But just to give you a more specific answer, using Hearthstyles, the tool that I was telling you, we have discovered and we have been able to prove using our data scientist team that actually if you if you are performing on the top or you're actually having or proving to have the best um, the best results on the Hearthstyle tool, mm. your scorecard, your balance scorecard, which is our productivity measure, it increases too. Great. So I want to be very clear that we don't use hard cells to measure performance. Yeah. But what, I'm, what we're seeing is actually if you focus on really developing effective behaviors that are going to make you an effective leader, the productivity actually comes up yep. and really increases. And the likelihood for that to increase, to that to increase is like four times. So it's um, even though we're not doing that just because we want to improve the bottom line, mm. it's nice to see that it's actually a good relationship in seeing Good, good behaviors really leads to good results and to better yeah. results. Talk to me about vulnerability as an innovation. It was a soundbite <laughs> that came out from your panel session. What does that mean? I think we need to change the lenses of seeing vulnerability as a weakness and really start seeing that as a strength. Why as a strength? Mm. Because when you're vulnerable, you're really approachable. You can relate to people. And when people relate to you, when they see you actually, this is, this is like someone like me. Yeah. You open up the door for feedback. You open up the door for them to let you know what they really think. Yeah. They, you're opening the door for innovation, and therefore you really expect that your processes and therefore your results would improve. So, and also because it's the right thing to do. I mean, who likes to have people who are just like a half a facet or are mm. fake? Like you really, yeah. you really want to be around people who can be just themselves yeah. and I think vulnerability really allows that and it's completely interlinked with authenticity which I think there are two amazing um, you know values or characteristics that will really enable innovation to flourish yeah. Yeah. just because it's just the nature of them. Yeah. I might be stereotyping here but perhaps people that have been in leadership positions for some time and perhaps vulnerability hasn't been something they've always necessarily shown. Yeah. Um, that must be quite a journey I guess to, to reassure them that's okay. 100%. Um, like I'm freaking out right now giving this talk right. in English when yeah. my first English, my first language is Spanish yeah. and I'm 100% yeah. okay in telling you that. I mean it is the reality and hopefully people will be hearing that actually yeah I can I have I have that too and, and you know it just makes you human makes you relatable and that's in KFC that's really what we're after you've been really generous with your time I specifically you've just come off stage but I want to ask you one last question yes. 
a lot of HR teams, a lot of HR professionals will be listening to this and perhaps they're just starting on the journey to really empowering their people and <laughs> understanding it. <laughs> What's the one thing they should be focusing on when it comes to empowering their people? Yeah. Happy people yep. equals happy customers. Honestly, if you focus on making sure that they're just the, be the better version of themselves, the rest just really follows. We do have an amazing opportunity, but a big, big responsibility because we're shaping people's lives. We need to really remind ourselves every day that, you know what, I want my team to be a better version of themselves because they're working with me, they're working with my team, they're working in this company. So whether you're in the business of delivering parcels or running restaurants, empowering your people is crucial to remaining competitive, ensuring your people are happy and building rewarding careers. 